All right, guys, here we go. Huge episode. This is a rapid-fire episode of the Nordy Sportscast. We're going to talk all the Minnesota teams. We're going to talk about what the Wolves should do. Maybe they should trade for Ben Simmons. Find out what we think. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm doing great. We had a great time on our first episode this week. Go back and check it out. Summer of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. It was an awesome episode. A great movie to break down. Uh, we got back to Steamer or Streamer. I guess I usually say it the other way. Uh, but we broke down the movie Infinite, uh, which is on... That we did. I mean, Paramount. Paramount Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't watch that. No. Uh, and <laughs> go, but go, listen to, but go listen to us talk about it. And uh, we break down some of the best shows on TV. So go check that episode out. Uh, but before we dive into this awesome sports cast... We need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Yeah, thank you for doing that in advance. That's very nice of you. All right, we are drinking a bunch of beers, but where are we starting today? Ryan. Portage. Oh, little session ale. Not much to it. It's just a nice, light, it's called uh, Featherfall. Nice, light, drinkable session ale. It's a beautiful name. It's a good beer. Portage makes good stuff. Portage makes great stuff. Walker, Minnesota, of all places. Yum, that's awesome. All right. Really good, actually. Super good. All right, guys. Lots to talk about in the world of sports, uh, but I think we need to start somewhere important, uh, and that's with a warm-up. We got to get our bodies nice and ready to go. Yeah, we got to uh, be So limber. what do we got? All right, look, it's it's NBA time. What's more exciting? I I think I know where Eric's going to go. I'm very curious on Ryan here, okay? So you get to start a team, and who are you going to choose to be this linchpin? It's been the year of rising stars, the playoffs of rising stars. You have four options. I'm going to give you their ages as well. We're watching Trey Young right now. He's 22 years old, been absolutely dominant. We have Devin Booker, 24, Donovan Mitchell, 24, or Luka Doncic, 22. All great options. I mean, these are probably all future Hall of Famers, I would say. Um, Lynchpins, number one guys on their respective teams, and their young rising stars. I'm going to go with Eric first, because I think you know what he's going to say. Um, I'm picking Luka for yeah. sure. He, I just think, has the most different facets to his game. I mean, he's like a point forward with huge size who can create his own shot, who can run an offense, who's 22 years old, who I always compare him to Harden. Um, He's the youngest of the guys on the list, and he seems like kind of a douchebag. That might be a problem. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was more trying to figure out like how I'd rank the rest of them. Um, but I'll let Ryan go first before I say uh, for, else. What was the third one? Donovan uh, Mitchell, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, and Devin Booker. Yeah, man. Great options. I wish we had one of those guys. I mean, really. I mean, so don't get me wrong. Like, if, I, if I'm if i picking someone, it this is not an indictment on the other ones as mm-hmm. well. I mean, because you'd be a fool to say, oh, I, I don't want that Donovan Mitchell. Like, right. it's preposterous. I think Booker would be four for me. I agree. Uh, um I think Mitchell would be three. Think I agree. I think Trey Young would be two. <laughs> two and, and I three think, is tough. I think Donovan or uh, Doncic would be one for me as well. Yeah. I actually agree with he's, that. He's I just the most agree. versatile. I, I mean, it would be hard to say like, man, you, you, we're playing pickup basketball, and I got to choose between Luka Doncic and Trey Young. Like, you know, mm-hmm. who, who do you think is going to have the most success for your club moving forward? Um, 
it just seems like Doncic can do all the things the other guys can do, but he also can kind of bully his way to the basket because he's a little bigger. Yes. Um, but man, I, like Trey Young would impact your team in so many different ways too. But like, I think Doncic has a lot of those qualities as well. I think I think I have to go Doncic. You know, the only thing I can say is that the Mavs uh, did not have a great playoffs. They were eliminated. Um, Doncic did not bring the team together and win. Uh, and here we have the Hawks who have beat everybody up and down the court and they might beat milwaukee now and go to the finals i mean it's absolutely crazy uh he seems to be a winner like the league hasn't seen in a long time i just think that Doncic plays on a team with a bunch of fucking losers yeah. that were poorly constructed and they fired their their coach left right. their gm was fired a lot and part of that is because of probably a little because <laughs> Luka of luca but like Porzingis is their number two guy, and he is one of the worst contracts in all of sports. Right. Yeah. He's a disaster. He's like a Wiggins out there now. I don't even know who else is on their team. Right. Like, um, that's the kind of team it is. All right. I think, we, yeah. I think we're going to agree. You guys feel warmed up? Yeah, I feel great. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, so here we go. We're going to start with the best place, the best thing that I think happened in sports this week. That was Carl Nassib, the defensive lineman from the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, came out as the first um, active openly gay player in the nfl yeah it was a big story uh great did story. it tastefully on social media just quick and to the point um came with it was it a million dollar donation to the trevor hundred thousand okay 100, yeah, yeah yeah which is still ridiculous hundred thousand uh to the trevor project i would say did not only the right thing but did it the right way did it did it just perfectly and he was the he's the right kind of guy um he said i i know people will will say that because he did this that he's lying um but he said i'm not really the kind of person who um wants to live a life that's like so public like i'm a pretty private person but i just think it's important to do this is it bad that i read it and i was like okay and then yeah. just kind of went about my day like i i no i think it's actually surprising that they're Maybe it hasn't happened yet, or there isn't more. Yeah. I think it's great. Like, but at the same time, I don't really care that much. Yeah. Like, it's not going to affect my sports viewing if I'm no. like, oh, I ain't watching the no Las Vegas Raiders if there's a gay man. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't care less. Like, right. you do, you do, you. I realize it is a machismo world, and it's probably very difficult and scary to, to do that. So I commend him on his bravery and um, the organization for supporting him. Like, all of those things, I think, are, are wonderful. But at the same time, like, his, his that's his business. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. Good, I, for, good for him. I just think great. that, like, those things that we don't think of as a big deal, like Becky Hammond eventually getting a coaching job, you know, or like even being a, a woman who covers sports. Like, I just think like those things, um, you know, for the most of us who think those things should happen regularly, it isn't a big deal. But when you really think about it, like those barriers exist, um, you know, and like at this point, he puts pressure on teams now to make decisions um, that, you know, are in the best interest of, of a more diverse group of people. And so sure. I think it's cool. I'm excited about it. I think it's great. I think that the response from the players, um, coaches, the league, the teams was all really nice. Yeah. So, so I, I didn't mean to feel, I, I didn't mean to come across as like flippant, right? Like, right. I, like I'm, I, I don't care at all. I guess I just meant it from the individual perspective. Good for him. But yeah. it also, it has no bearing on my life, as it, it shouldn't. No. Yeah. It doesn't, but it does have a bearing on a lot of people's lives. And no, and Eric's and right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, so not, like, me not acknowledging... A lot of people see that and are like, holy shit, like, I'm a gay athlete in high school that was maybe considering, like, 
not continuing or whatever, maybe it's a big, big deal to people. So um, I'm all, not going to say great that I don't care. Of course, it's not going to change my viewership at all and yours, right? Um, because we aren't gay men and we're not youth and we are accepting of gay people. So we wouldn't change that. But it's cool. It's very cool. And it's I'm, and I'm the number one selling jersey of the week, which was also. Yeah, really great. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. I'm I'm I did a very poor job of explaining that. No, so. I think no, no, you, no, no. you explained the huge part of all of our viewpoints. Yes. It's just that we're also like, you know, we're all trying to this think is, like, hey, I guess I wasn't I, normalized I was, in our lives enough that it isn't a big deal. Yeah. And right, I yeah. agree. I agree with you on that, too. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So moving to the NBA In the NBA, there's a lot of coaching changes. Um some good, some bad. Uh, so first up, you have Rick Carlisle leaving the Mavs, going to the Pacers. Um, he got a job quick, huh? Yeah, he was he like probably had that job. I was to say, it turns out when you're a good coach. Uh, well, yeah. the big rumor was that he was going to take the Bucks job. That the Bucks, if they would have lost to the Nets, were going to fire their overcoach bud. bud. Yeah, and oh. then they were going to bring him in. And as soon as the next day after the Bucks won Game Seven, then he went to the to the Pacers. Um, Chauncey Billups to the Blazers. This is the least popular one so far. Isn't official, but Chauncey Billups. What was his Billups, ties to Minnesota? Did he play here? Or yeah, he team? was. Uh, drafted we drafted here? him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Chauncey Billups was is is a a convicted um uh what's rapist no uh oh a domestic abuser domestic abuser yeah, yeah 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 and people are like this is a really bad look because becky hammond was a finalist for this job yeah and so they were kind of like hold on so you're gonna have the woman who's really qualified be the finalist and then pick the domestic abuser yeah to be your coach who has little to no experience. The fuck out there yeah for the pony show and it's funny you know this is exactly it's almost like if you just know who your guy is going to be which i get a team should have the right to pick whoever they want and just hire them um the wolves didn't do any of this they didn't fly out becky hammond they didn't interview a bunch of like you know qualified black men before they just pick the white guy they just picked the white guy they just did, yeah. and so it's sort of like well that sucks and you want that you know all these other folks to have opportunities but what's worse right true what's worse fucking with people and wasting their time for pr or just saying like this ain't gonna look good but we're just hiring finch that's it white dude i wonder and this is one of the biggest criticisms of the nfl's rooney rule yeah of the like you must interview minority candidates and so they fly out you know the same the, five fucking assistant guys. head coach oh, there's of, a lot of great guys but you know what i mean like, yeah like think about some of these black dudes that are qualified that have interviewed how many fucking times well and it's rooney just rule. like like uh you get there and you're like i know i'm not getting this job mm-hmm. like th- there's zero opportunity like i know i'm not getting this job but i'm gonna interview anyway like yeah. i think that's worse Honestly. And think about like it's not just flying out for the interview the amount of like prep that they probably do in a very short amount of time i mean it's probably just a horrible hell of a week and then they don't get it anyways you know um so it sucks chauncey billups seems like probably a piece of shit but it doesn't you know and honestly if there's if there's one know. city where uh, uh the first female coach i think could thrive portland would be very accept- accepting yeah i think they, like, the fans would have been really psyched on i, it, I right? think that would have been a great hire yeah. but well, not ready yet um jason kidd going to the mavs so former mav going to the mavs trying to fix all their massive a problem um trying to be the right coach for luca the problem is with that team is like it all revolves around keeping luca happy and doing whatever luca wants and he's really powerful but like they have to quickly surround him with a good situation or he'll look elsewhere and so Mm. they're trying with jason kidd i don't think that will work and then jason kidd actually had to settle 
out of court on like a uh, rape allegation. So Good. great, Jason. Yeah. And then uh, also Penny Hardaway is the leading candidate to go back to the Orlando Magic. After like two seasons at Memphis? Yeah. So oh, they're going to try and draft the... So there's the the old coaching carousel. In so also though, in better news, um, Emmy Aduka is the new Celtics coach. And in the best story of the week, Jay Williams, you know, the former Duke player who was drafted number two, Chicago Bulls, got the motorcycle, motorcycle accident, yep. never really played. He is one of the big you know, analysts for ESPN. He had a tweet that said, this is great. The Celtics hired the first black coach that they've ever had. And then like literally everyone was like, hold on. They've had multiple black head coaches. They were the first team in the league to have a black head coach in Bill Russell. They won titles with black head coaches. They had Doc Rivers who also won yeah, titles. I was like, as Doc a black Rivers was like the first one that came to my and mind. Then, and then literally he two hours later, tweet. he deleted the tweet. And then instead of just being like, my bad, he literally said, I did not send that tweet from my account. And my <laughs> password has now been changed. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like why dude just be like just be i like, messed oh, up i fired that off quick man didn't yeah, think about that I and just... then i put down my phone and went to dinner for two hours oops yeah he should have just been like my bad like that's embarrassing everyone uh, is it people are still trying to like my account was hacked yeah, yeah. excuse come like, on yeah. motherfucker been... that was your dick i was listening <laughs> how did I, they get it i was listening to a, a podcast and they were talking about how um <laughs> hackers go to hacking school to uh, learn how to sign into Jay Williams' account and then tweet a specific comment about the skin color of coaches as a big rip to get him. <laughs> like, why? Why yeah, would he say that? That's their ultimate plan. Yeah, Good stuff. Well, Eric, you just don't know the long game of hacking Twitter accounts I of guess. prominent NBA right. analysts. Yeah. All right, so uh, in other news, the Tour de France started. No one will watch it. No one will pay attention to it. Didn't but know it started until this What did happened. happen was this woman held out some kind of sign into the road. Uh, it was like a cardboard sign. She's reaching it out into the race. She hits one of the first riders. The guy goes down in a heap because every time they fall in the Tour de France, it's like the most violent crash ever. And then like 200 guys all like tumble over each other and get injured. It, it was, was like really kind funny. of... It was like kind of horrible and kind of hilarious at the same time. Nobody got hurt. They were going. Well, you're on a bike, and you're yeah. But what if they on. lose now? Like, what if they don't win the Tour de France because that happened? They well, worked their whole hurt. life. Yeah, but it they was like, a, dude. They were still at the point where they're all very like bunched up, which is why this happened. I would have been they literally were maybe like, going 15 miles. An it hour. was literally at the very start. Yeah, it. I would have went so overblown. hard if I was one of the people who made it through that and been like, well, now I'm got a whole day's head start on you. I know the people. There was like maybe 25 people yeah. that didn't crash yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's goofy i just think biking is goofy so i just don't much i think Tin, it's actually just tinfoil hat yeah tour de france set this whole thing up yeah just to get people just to, to get realize some, it started to get some eyes on as it. soon as lance armstrong retired uh it's been pointless at least to major audiences yeah i guess so yeah was it ever well this was the best thing that could happen it was hilarious go All watch right. the video it's <laughs> and funny. the fact that like 40 like professional cyclists were taken down by like a little 40, but like a little like three by six inch cardboard. piece of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious about how fragile the sport is already. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so guys in, in good news, you know how we all like, like the yearly release of three to four 
soccer jerseys per team. Love it. And they're not all great, but like it's always exciting. And if you don't like one of the jerseys, guess what? It'll be gone the next year. You're yep. guaranteed to get three kits and a couple goalie <laughs> kits, and they look great. And there might be some bonus kits. You're gonna in. like. You're gonna love one. You're gonna at least one is like okay, one, and one, one is maybe stupid. Yeah, cool. But every, every year, year you're gonna get that. And so um, the NFL was like, we see you soccer, and we're gonna absolutely do the opposite. You're gonna get to have two jerseys, maybe three if you're really lucky, and you can only have one helmet no matter what happens. Why? And because. they're probably gonna be the exact same as last year. And they're always going to be the same unless the rules allow you to get them every so often. No, but Eric, come on. You can mix and match the pants. (laughs) You can go whites. You can go purple. We got all kinds of... We got all kinds of options. Just pretty much those two. We have white jerseys and purple jerseys and we have white jerseys and purple pants. Or white pants and purple pants. Now do the math on all those combinations now, That's not good. And so so, uh, they're like, sometimes they're like, whoa now, we're going to get wild. We are going to do a what are they called? Color rush? Yeah, the color rush. Instead of the blues, the Bills wearing blue and white, they're going to wear blue and, and blue. 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 And they might even wear blue shoes. And like that's their big thing. Yeah. And so finally they're like, you know what? We are sick of being the no fun league. We are going to allow teams to wear their throwback helmets, have extra helmets, which I think is a win for everyone. Everyone likes those games with the throwback jerseys. It's not even for this year. Why? Who knows? It's for next year because that's what the NFL is like. But yeah. You know what? We all kneel at the altar of the NFL. We do. Um, it, it, some of them are really cool. Like the Patriots one is really cool. The Bucks one is interesting. Um, I like the old Eagles. I like the old Seahawks. I like the old yeah. Bucks. I like the old Oilers. I like. There's lots of. Do good you like ones. the old uh, Vikings? Oh my gosh! Why don't we just only have the old Vikings? The old Vikings is the same as the current Vikings. No, 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 no. They they're, look exactly they're, the same it's as like a they should. They're perfect purple too. Okay, it's a slightly darker oh, purple. That's what you're coming so with. Great. It's literally a horn on each side, as it should be. Yeah, the same helmet. I mean, the jerseys though. Okay, the okay. jerseys yes. helmets. All no, thing, no, they're no. a little darker. They're. I think they're better. They're really simple with just the stripes on the sleeves. And I agree they with that. Just, and then they'll give it a modern fit. It'll oh, be like the old style so with the modern fit. Perfect. They're, no, I get that part. But yeah, the helmets have just been perfected, and it, there's really nowhere else to go with it. Did you guys know that Vikings didn't actually have horns on their helmets? Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. That's why we're unsuccessful as a franchise. They just drank out of the horn, didn't they? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's cool, too. All right. Uh, next up, Netflix is going to make a workplace comedy about the Lakers front office and ownership. Yeah. Do we care about this? Uh, Yeah. We'll probably all watch this. Can we have Ricky Gervais involved somehow? Ooh, he should produce for sure. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be funny. It's going to be like The Office. So, yeah. Why not? I would just if like there's it not to an be... episode. Sorry, if there's not an episode with uh, LeVar Ball in it, then it's uh, it's all been a waste. Or so, some, some parody like, of him. I hope it follows, like, seasons when they suck. You know what I mean? At least right away, and then maybe... Yeah, but once they, like, win and everybody's happy, then it's not going to be a cool show for everybody. Only LA people will like it then. This is a tough show to make. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's going to be bad. Most shit is bad. When yeah. when have we ever had like a, a workplace show with a sports franchise? Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, obviously the big one on Apple TV. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, which is, Kay. I don't know why we don't watch that show. I tried. Probably because I watched it and didn't like it that much and told you guys. That's why. Yeah. But you have Apple TV. I do. you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. I have it for free for like 72 years. Right. Yeah. And because you'll keep. Every time you buy an Apple product, yeah, exactly. I'm in the I'm in the ecosystem, man. Like I'm I'm sucked in. Like yes. there's no getting me out. No, you're in. As I look at the time on my Apple Watch while we're recording on my MacBook and my iPhone is to the right. There you go. It's you're 
fully in. Um, this feels like a do we care since it's a TV show, so let's all just say we don't really care. Don't really care. Uh, I don't care. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, we're actually moving on to another beer here because we're about to talk about the Minnesota United. Uh, are they the loons officially or unofficially? Um, I mean, that's like, our, that's like more of our mascot. It's not the... like. It's not like the Minnesota Loons. It's not what we are. We're Minnesota United FC. Okay. Right. Well, we are drinking Loon Squad now, Loon Squad. which is a game day IPA, which I don't know what that means. I think it just means it's an IPA. And this is a Blackstack uh, Loons beer. What do you guys think of it? This is fantastic. I love this beer. That's a really tasty beer. I think Blackstack is just like the leader in the clubhouse right now, but killing it again. Nice beer. Real simple. Kind of expensive for what this is, though. It was like 15 bucks. So 15 bucks. Chill on that, Blackstack. For like a, just a straight up 7% normal IPA. Yeah, this yeah, is a little. A little didn't, didn't like that. But that's um, the, hey, cool can. If you're though. the leader in the clubhouse, you charge premium prices, Eric. They are. You're right. They are. Even for the basics, they're going to be 15. You're right. And then they get $22 for a seltzer. So there's yeah. that. So here we go. Um, Minnesota United had a big win. They were in 100 plus degree Portland to beat the Timbers 1 0. They scored in the first uh, 90 seconds. Now, Franco Frangipan. Something like that. Frangipani. Was, uh, I believe he assisted the first goal. Um, or the only goal in a so one nothing win. Italian? Yeah, and he maybe I don't know. I don't know where he is from, but okay. whatever. I thought he was from Argentina, but he's accused of making a like a, a racist comment on the field to an opposing player. Um, nothing has come from it yet. He's denied it. Um, knowing soccer, I kind of feel like he probably did. Yeah, there's a lot of racism in in soccer, and um, I feel like there's, you know, obviously there's a ton of racism in America. We've <laughs> detailed that. We live in Minneapolis. It's come to a head in a lot of ways, but there's other countries where it's like, it's so, um, well, I'm not going to say white, but it'll be so Italian. Everybody's just Italian. There's not a lot of immigrants there. There's not a lot of black people, and they're all just very openly racist, right? So, um, And it's almost culturally we, accepted. People are hiding it more or sometimes not. Uh, but yeah, it's like more culturally accepted. And so they get on the, the soccer pitch and it's not a big deal for them just to like, just to espouse their racist bullshit in the stands. They do these horrible things. They, you know, assault fans after the games. Um, it's not just America that has these problems. It's a global problem. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. And it's one dude. I mean, I don't know what you do. You get rid of them. You fucking fine them. You suspend them. If it's true, uh, I mean, you deal with it. You don't take it lightly. I think, well, it, it, that, but it doesn't mean that that's like they're a racist team. It's I just, think people should be fined and punished, and like they should lose in the court of public opinion. But I also think that like it's more beneficial for us to guide that person if they are willing uh, to um, change their views and publicly do that and be an advocate and you know. Give them a road to redemption to be an ally instead of a villain. And so I just think that too often we hear the word cancel. And I think it's thrown around a lot at this point. But like, I don't think that you need to be canceled unless you want to be canceled for most things. Like we should allow people to fix things. So if he did this and I would would usually believe the the victim here, I would believe he probably did. Then he's going to have some, some real work ahead of him. But I would hope that the team and him can turn this into something positive and maybe even change the way he speaks and acts and think. Well, I like, I like the fact that the loons own this. They released a statement. Yeah. Excuse me. After the game. And they were saying like, we're aware of this. We're investigating it. We'll aid the MLS and all of this. I don't think they care. They said he's denied it at this point. Right. I don't, I don't think they care that he's denied it. I think they're going to treat it as though he has, because I don't think the referee would stop us like the middle of the game 
Is that so? That's what happened. The I didn't referee, watch the match. The referee so. stopped it. He grabbed both captains and he grabbed the player from the Timbers that heard what he had said or was directed at him. Directed at him. Was it a black dude? Yes. Okay. And he's Colombian. Okay. He's he's from Colombia and. Um, he went over and the referee went over and talked to the fourth official, who's the, the person that's on the sideline that does like the, the numbers board and talked to both of the managers. Um, so I think it was just sort of a, like, I heard it <laughs> regardless of what he, what he says. Okay. And why he went all through all of those steps. If it was just like, uh, Oh, Hey, he called me gay. Like, I, I don't think it was that. I think Is it that was what it was. No, but I, I think it was to the level of like, everyone knows the word that he used. Okay. Okay. And yes. everybody heard it on the pitch. Yeah. And it was very discernible from all the other noise. And so the referee stopped the match. And so to me, it says, like, I think he said it. Okay. And I'm hoping that the loons, like Eric said, can maybe take him down like the, a little bit of the, the Michael Vick path, right? Of, I did this. This was wrong. I'm sorry. I want to be, I want to be better moving forward. I'm going to meet with, you know, such and such people and try and do the right thing. So I hope that's the, that's the way that they did it. But I am, I'm also appreciative of the way that the Minnesota United has decided not to like sweep this under the rug. Like we're going to be very public about this. We're going to address this. Like they have lots of like, they have pride day at Allianz field and all that kind of stuff. So this, this type of, um, you know, language or slurs is unacceptable within our organization. Okay. All right, so moving on from that, we are enjoying this beer, um, and we always enjoy a good win, but we hope that the best uh, finds a way to come out of that bad situation. Yeah, fair. Um, all right, so next up, the Vikings. Um, Twineman, I believe is his name, uh, the defensive tackle from Pitt. They took him in like the sixth round or seventh round. He got shot seven times, I believe. It was four. Four times. But multiple but nothing, gunshot Yeah, more than one is plenty. Like, yeah. But 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 not, not life-threatening. I believe he was like... They did surgery and released him in a pretty quick time. He's expected to make a full recovery. Sounds like it was wrong place at the wrong time. He was visiting his aunt in D.C. And someone approached him firing into his vehicle. So That's too bad there wasn't a good guy with a gun there. <laughs> then three people could have been dead. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's bad, but it's lucky, heroes with guns. lucky at the at the same time. I'm glad that he's going to make a full recovery, and hopefully he'll be able to be on the team making an impact for us this year. Yeah, that sucks, man. Sucks. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Dude, wild shit happens to the Vikings, I swear. Crazy right. shit. T- craziest thing that's ever happened with the Vikings. Is it Love Boat? It's the Love Boat. Love Boat. That might be the craziest thing that's happened in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. If it was there. the NBA, you'd say Malice at the Palace. But like Love Boat mm. is pretty close behind. It's up there. Yeah. How about when when um, Drew Pearson is that his name? Drew Pearson from the Cowboys pushed off, shoving our and it's what a lot of people think is the greatest Vikings team ever. Shoved off in like the 1975 NFC Championship game. Pushed our guy down, obviously, catches the game-winning touchdown pass for the Cowboys at wherever we played. I don't remember what it's called. So no offensive interference. No offensive interference. The fans are going crazy. And a guy threw a glass liquor bottle from the upper deck as the game ended and hit the referee in the head. And, like, oh fucked him up. That happened. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, that maybe, dude had to be like dick pic with the with the Crocs. That's I thought that there. was when he was with the Jets, though, wasn't it? Mm. He was with the Jets then. It was news here. Okay, okay. All right. That's All fair. right. And then we got the Wizenator. Ooh, Wizenator. Oh, the yeah. Wizenator. That was wild. Ontario Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Um, all right. 
Uh, so let's move on to the Timberwolves. So they officially end up with the seventh pick in the draft, which means it wasn't it was not top three protected. That means this year's draft pick is sent to the Golden State Warriors. I have several complaints about the way the draft uh, order was announced. announced. Can we go with yeah. the worst part about the draft? When in the NBA draft, for some reason, when guys are traded, they still have to put the hat of the team that is has just traded them on. It's the dumbest rule for like an hour, <laughs> yeah. and they have to pretend that they got drafted by a team for an hour, and then they don't get to be taking pictures with their actual team that we. Know they play for right <laughs> and they have to like pretend they don't they're like yeah the bucks are really great yeah they're like they the bucks they're just drafted you but they have traded you to the bulls um but you're gonna wear bucks things so hang on <laughs> <laughs> let's take a lot of photos that will you'll remember for the rest of your life right. i wonder if it's one of those things of like they have a trade in principle they do that's what it is but it's not official until it's official kind of thing so yeah, yeah. thanks nba for they, making it hard yeah, it's just kind of silly. So the Timberwolves lose their pick. Number seven goes to the uh, Golden State Warriors. The Warriors now have picks seven and 14. The Timberwolves have zero picks for the whole draft. The whole draft. So I'll still watch. Uh, yeah, I'll watch if, it. If, it was, if this was like the NFL draft and there was no Vikings picks, I don't think I would watch. I might watch like the first three. We got um, subs. This I'll probably watch. We'll go in probably the top five at least maybe the top three right so we'll watch for that that's Obviously, cool it's a minnesota dude i think that the players and like the names in the draft are really exciting always kate cunningham's gonna end up going to the pistons now who got the number one pick yep. um i'm really hoping suggs goes to the raptors it's kind of my hope at four i think that would yeah, be really be fun, cool because we don't hate the raptors right no, he'd be a kyle lowry replacement i think it'd be a really cool fit um so i'm, I'm looking forward to that um, the Wolves are hosting a bunch of draft workouts this week um, or next week or something where all of these teams are going to come. But we don't even have a draft pick. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is we'll try to get into the second round. Um, the the thing that they're going to try to sell you on is Balmero, I believe is his name. He's like a big, like white point guard, like six, seven point guard from Spain. Who, who's going to sell us on this? The Wolves. Oh, okay. Leandro Balmero. We drafted him in the first round oh, last yeah, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, we had three first-round picks last year. Anthony Edwards at one. Then we had the 17th pick, which we traded for Poku. Uh, uh, if you remember, we got mm-hmm. picks 21 and 25, I believe. And then... Um, we took McKen. What's his name? We took McDaniels, yep, McDaniels. and Balmero. And I, we've picks. never seen Balmero on the court. Did he go right down to the G League? Nope. He's been playing for um, Real Madrid or Barcelona. Oh, okay, two. okay. Barcelona. So he's coming over, though. He's on the Ricky plan. So the problem yes. is with him is that he has to pay out of his own pocket because we can only pay a certain amount to get him away from them. He has to pay $100,000 to come to you. So they're not so sure like a that buyout that's going to happen. He yeah. has to pay it because the buyout clause they is a certain amount. They need to find a way to fill that money i mean so they probably will but. i mean we could pay college students <laughs> like millions of dollars in shoe deals like come on so he's, figure out a way to get 100 it's a wink wink like yeah. whatever so he's gonna end we'll up buy the, over we'll here. buy the small spanish hey, bank there's this small coffee shop and there's going to be a briefcase <laughs> right, <laughs> that you're yes. going to find. So I don't know. I don't know how good of a year he had, but say he had a pretty good year. And imagine that in this year's draft, he would have been around the 20th pick. It's kind of like having they they pick the 20th pick a year ahead of time, knowing they could lose it. And so hopefully. it's sort of like how the Vikings are saying, well, we basically had two free agent signings this year with Michael Pierce and yeah. Daniil Hunter coming back. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a lot like that. So he's going to be your first round pick this year, which is fine, I guess. It would be nice to have the seventh pick. Um, but it makes us ask, what do we think of that trade? now that all is said and done um the 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 timberwolves i'm sorry um give up the number seven pick in the draft and andrew wiggins and they end up with d'angelo russell who won that trade um probably golden state technically but 
Because the Wolves were in such a desperate place, and we've been trying for so long to move on from Wiggins, who was absolutely apoplectic, I mean, apoplectic, right? That's the word. He didn't care. It was over. There was no energy. Uh, we had seen him and been trying to get rid of him. We had to do what it took. And I, I still think we pulled the trigger on this. We pretty much knew we were going to, I mean, it was a first round protected up to th- the first three. When How often do you get the first three picks? I mean, it was pretty much we knew we were going to lose In the pick. Wolves history? Never. Well, yeah. right. We. Uh, yeah, that's true. But are you Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, Cleveland always gets those. So um, I say we still do it. What do you guys think? No, I don't think, I think we'd find a different trade. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I, we tried to find trades for two years. It sort of remains to be seen, right? Because we don't know who the seventh pick is going to be, right? I mean, it, it, let's say in some ungodly fashion, Jalen Suggs falls to seven. I'm just making this up, right? right? Okay. Then the trade looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Or they get some like young superstar that pairs with Steph and is just you know, out of this world good. So, like, so it's so hard to think like that, though, because you actually have to look at seven through 15 no, but we and can't. be like, well, if any of those guys are good, well, the Wolves might have picked the wrong fucking person anyway. For sure. I'm just saying we don't know who the seventh pick is. So like it's it's sort of you're speculating yeah. on potential future talent with players that you don't know how they're going to, like the dominoes are going to fall, right? So um, I think as of right now, it looks like a loss for the Wolves because now we have no picks Mm-hmm. In a draft that I don't know, it's kind of weak. It's not great, but there's some. There's no, this some good is supposed pieces. to be. It's just high, this is supposed to be the best draft. It's supposed to be a very good draft, Big but kind draft. of top heavy. But I've, like I've read conflicting five or six really strong players last year. People thought last year's draft was horrible, and that everyone was excited about this year's draft. But who knows? There's some good players in last year's draft. I love Ant. So yeah, here's where you're at. Um, Russell is one year younger. He's 25. Wiggins is 26. They both have two years left on their deal. Wiggins has two years, 65 million. Russell has two years, 62 million. Russell averaged 19 points a game. Wiggins averaged 18.6. And we gave up the seventh pick. Mm. And he's Towns' buddy. Yeah, so like for like, and we gave up, seven we gave up the seventh pick. And we, he's know. $3 million cheaper and one year younger. Not our money, so <sighs> don't really care. And you always say there's no salary cap in the NBA. Yeah, it's if you get the players and you're willing to pay the luxury tax, there is no salary. <laughs> Which we're not, so it, there is for us. Like, you can't sign a free agent to go over the luxury tax, but you could trade for a player to get yourself over, and then you could continue to re-sign those players or trade for more expensive I don't guys. Know. Like, anytime the Wolves make a move, I just assume it's going to not work out for us. I think it's Fair. not a horrible move, but it's not a good move. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I don't find myself really upset. Um, but I also don't think we were really smart. Well, let's either. let's just boil this down really easily. Would you rather have Wiggins now and the seventh pick, or would you rather have D'Lo? I'd rather have Wiggins in the seventh pick, but mm. not by a ton. Not by a ton. It's, but I agree it's with closer. you. Closer. I think I'd rather have that side. But I, but like the national media has made it sound like they just fleeced the Wolves. I know. And like Wiggins is such a good player now. It's just like no, no they just they're still not, really still not very good. No, Wiggins they're not is still not that. very they're good. Just like they got the pick. Oh, they the must pick have won nice. the trade. I, they did win the trade, but they won it. You know, probably fifty-eight to forty-two marginally. Yeah. It's and just, guess what? We finally got nobody wanted to watch Wiggins here anymore. And yeah. guess what? If I was Golden State, I wouldn't want him anyways. He's not a he's the same fucking player i know he was here he's the same player they're not happy with him i know that i brought this up many times but i just want to bring it up one more time this is some bullshit the wolves desperate to sign 
D'Angelo Russell with his best body Towns, who we haven't heard about that in a while. Yeah, right. And we desperately, we begged him. He was thinking about coming here at the last second. They take him yeah. on a fucking helicopter, and he goes to the Warriors with Steph Curry and a bunch of other guards already. No fit for him. He goes there. Then within one year, they got him as an asset. We had to trade all of our assets yeah. to fucking get him. I know. <laughs> what is That's he doing? It's well, like the, agents, yeah. So he fucked this over and then came later. Well, and the Warriors basically just bought the pick. The Warriors pretty much yeah. signed him for three months and decided to take Andrew Wiggins in order to get the seventh pick in the draft two years later. It's pretty much yep. what they did. They bought the pick. Yep. And so that sucks for us, and that's on D'Angelo Russell. But it is what it is. It just isn't that big of a deal. But let's talk about a deal that maybe could happen, okay? So there's been some rumors. Uh, Zach Lowe, very respected in the NBA, writes for ESPN, one of my very favorite um, sports writers. Yeah, um, that's because you only like male sports writers. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Love it. But, uh, but Zach Lowe, one of the best in the game, um, he, on his Low Post podcast, said that he thought one of the best trades out there for um, Ben Simmons, whose stock is at an all-time low, is D'Angelo Russell and uh, Malik Beasley. Is that his name? Malik Beasley? Yeah. Um, for uh, Simmons and a bench player from their team to equal out contract. I would do that in a millisecond. Uh, yeah. Which means the Sixers would not. Uh, no, they, they need have, to do something. They're going to have to trade him, but the problem is is that 18 teams are going to try to buy low on Ben Simmons. And so his, they know his, that. Yeah. His price is going to eventually get up to a decent space. I was going to say, why yeah. would you even trade him now when it, his stock is at an all-time low? Like, let him well, play for a couple well, months? Well, what they're going to do is dangle him, and then let's see what the competition, if they, the competition can drive the price back up. Because he is still a big deal. He's just, he choked, he choked so hard. I haven't... He cho- choked in a way that, like, <laughs> that it, it was like... News. It was like hard like, to watch. Made regular news, not even sports news. He, he was so bad that it was like painful to watch. And he, it was like watching someone just absolutely crumble and lose all their confidence in real time. Mm. It was like, it was like painful. And like, the, he refused to shoot the ball. It was ball. like Jeb Bush at a fucking <laughs> debate. <laughs> it was. <laughs> he lost every bit of confidence. And it's like, this is not, he's never been in a great scorer. But like, he was like an all NBA third team player. He was the rookie of the year. Like this is a this is a really good talented basketball player who just crumbled under the pressure. And the problem is is that the team itself is just also crumbling. Poorly constructed because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, though they play different positions, they want to occupy the exact same space on the floor. And so the problem is is that they get into these games with two guys who kind of want to play in the same spots and also their first skill is not like creating off the dribble to like score for themselves. And so their strengths and weaknesses mirror each other too closely for them to be a very good pairing. And so you kind of saw that that plan just was failed from from Jump Street on that one. And so the reason I love him with the Wolves, I know people will be like, we don't need him on the Wolves. He sucks. He can't score. I don't think scoring is our problem. Defense is our problem. And he is at worst a top five defender in the NBA. He can guard every position. He's big. He's athletic. He's long. And even in that game that they lost to the Hawks, at the end of the game, he was hounding Trey on defense, and he looked great on defense. He just was so afraid to shoot the ball at the end of the game. So yeah. at the end of the game, I think he fits so perfectly with with Towns and Edwards. Edwards is your late-game finisher who can create his own shot out of anything, who can take anyone off the dribble. Towns is a stretch five who wants to be out at the three-point line in space anyways, allowing Simmons 
to create, to get around the hoop, to post up more than he's allowed to with Joel Embiid, and to, you know, be a facilitator and a defensive specialist on this team. He's yeah. overpaid. It's not our money. I'd love to have Ben Simmons added to that combo. I think he f- he probably suits what we need more than Russell does. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think it'd be incredibly exciting if he just returns to even his pre-this playoffs form, which yeah. was years of that. Um, we're all of a sudden an NBA darling. Um, Simmons wouldn't even need to necessarily be the late scoring guy like he was there. I mean, they have Embiid who doesn't shoot threes at all. And then Simmons, who has not been able to either. They don't really have a well-balanced team at all, like you mentioned. So, of course, they crumbled. It got to the end of the game, and Seth Curry was Was their main creator. Like, he literally was, wasn't he a free agent, like, during the year or something? Yeah. Or, like, he was traded He was traded from the Mavs for Josh Richardson, who's, like, a shitty player. Like, it's just, that was their main creator at the end of the game, because their two-star players aren't that guy. And so I just think... And we, we have Towns, who is a fantastic three-point shooter. He's, like, almost 40%, and he shoots a lot. And we have the wing player who can get to the hoop. They can drive, 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 at, yep. at, at will. I mean, I think he fits so perfectly it would be that we could we could hide like a his really weaknesses. exciting big three i think oh, i i totally agree and i just think it's it just makes too much sense now uh the the big rumor is that he's gonna get traded to portland for um what's his name mccollum mccollum is the big rumor but i don't i don't know what that does for portland um some people were saying uh traded for old ass um uh lowry with with toronto i, I don't know why no. they would want to take lowry he's from philly which is fun but mm. it doesn't seem like a good fit for me with that um i don't know i just i just think it's, it's it's hard and i think i would hope that the wolves would be willing to just say towns is glued down edwards is absolutely bolted to the ground and everything else is <laughs> up for is, is on the table and, and we don't want to trade some of those pieces Dust in the but, wind baby but <laughs> like we want a big three and towns and edwards are officially part of that big three so let's go find our guy yeah. and i just think like um, a defensive player, a guy who at least is a two-way player, is is critical to what we could do. I mean, I'm going to play a little bit of realist here, mm-hmm. and then we can drop this topic. Yeah. I'm guessing Philly knows all of it, right? Yes. They know that Simmons had a rough playoff. They know that there might be some confidence issues or shooting issues. They're like, why would we just trade him away when we could just like maybe find a new shooting coach, you know, or make some small adjustments. Like we don't need to blow up the entire team. Like we were uh, a couple games away from the Eastern conference finals. Um, Well, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they should just, first of all, I think it would take a lot more than D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley to convince the Sixers to unload Ben Simmons. Um, but at the same time, like if they feel that they're that close and they're going to listen to offers, right? Yeah, I would, you're not a good GM if you're just like, nope, nope, nope. Like even with Ant, like if there are teams calling and they've got like the Godfather offer, like you're, we're moving you're gonna listen. Anthony Edwards. Like I, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Um, I just think Philly feels like it would probably be easier to just help. Ben Simmons than to blow up the roster in that way. But, you know, teams can be a little bit, especially Philly, like maybe a little bit more fickle. Like the the winds are blowing against Ben Simmons. So we just, we can't have the fans up in arms for the entire season because he's still our point guard and then he's deflated and then the rest of the team's deflated. So maybe a shakeup is the necessary thing. Um, But I feel like Philly's going to stand pat. Simmons is going to be their point guard. Mm. And then... As he plays well in the regular season, then they'll listen to trader offer. Like I think that yeah. they have passed the point of no return because 
after the game, they asked Doc Rivers, who never, ever, ever famously never rips his players ever, can Ben Simmons be the point guard of this team for the long term? And he said, I don't know. Yeah. And then they asked Joel Embiid. Which is Joel a fair Embiid. answer, but it's not what you're supposed to say. It wasn't what he was supposed to say. Yeah. And then they asked Joel Embiid what he thought of the game. And he said, the game flipped when we had an easy basket and we passed it up and we made one free throw and we traded two points for one point. Pretty much being like Ben Simmons didn't dunk the fucking ball and we lost because of that. Yeah. And so I just think that like them coming out, even saying those little the comments. The team has turned on them. And then, and then. They've all turned on each other. The fans, they hate it there. The fans have turned on each other. He's yeah. unhappy. They're unhappy with him. His agents met with the Sixers already this week to talk about his future. I just think that they they know they're going to have to get rid of him and 18 teams are going to make bids for him and the Wolves better be one of them because he's just like an expensive free agent on the market that we don't have the ability to go get. So right. if you were the 76ers, would you listen to any offers that didn't involve Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, I don't know. I think I actually think they would be better if they added those two pieces from from the Wolves. Yeah, you know, if I they think were like Malik I would, Beasley, I would not be happy if those two were included as a as a Wolves. If fan. you say 18 teams are making bids and our best shot at it is D'Lo and I mean, Beasley. Yeah, the thing about D'Lo is a 25 year old guy cheaper than Simmons player. I get it I get it you but, know but I'm saying All-Star. like with what other assets other teams have to offer I, ours I would, would be in the bottom 10 I think that they are gonna be it's gonna depend on draft picks but I also think that like the, the the reason I think the Wolves make more sense is because I think a lot of teams would love to be like we'll give you four first round picks and these two young players do you think Ben Simmons is interested in coming to Minnesota I think all? he's interested in hiding <laughs> <laughs> and I think Minnesota is a good place to hide. And then <laughs> I think that maybe nobody will watch me miss free throws. I think here. the best spot for Ben Simmons is it not, is a pretty low pressure spot. It man. is. Yeah. I think the best spot for Ben Simmons might be the Lakers because I think playing with LeBron and playing with AD would actually be really beneficial to him. But I think that um, going to the Wolves would be a great place for him to kind of go and not be in the the spotlight. A little more anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. He could. Regard. And then and yeah. then I think that he would be able to go there, rebuild his game, not play with players who complemented him well. And I think that the thing with the Sixers is, is that they don't want four first-round picks and two prospects and an expiring contract. They need a win they now. They want to win fucking yeah. now. So adding Beasley, who is a great three-point shooter, one of the top ten three-point shooters in the league, adding a score-first point guard, who's not afraid to shoot the fucking ball. And then I would demand um, McDaniels is what I would demand if I were them too, because he's a, lot of potential. He's a really high like, potential. There's a little defense yeah. for you too. And like I, that, that's where it would get tricky, I think. But I think that's, I think if you added those three players, I think they would be like, let's talk. Before we move on, and it's we have to, but I'm actually pretty excited about this team, even without a even without a trade. I think that we could be a playoff team next year, although we're not at like a, a deep run guy. But dude, look what's happening, man! A bunch of teams that didn't have some big superstar that weren't perfectly constructed that everybody was every you know critics favorite are gonna just just run into the finals. I mean, we're the top four, three out of the four of them don't belong according to you know people that should know. So um, I'm pretty excited about it. I think that yeah. like if McDaniel's improves and Ann improves. Mm-hmm. And Beasley stays healthy. And I don't think Beasley's there. Doesn't no, do any I think weird Beasley's shit with guns. Beasley's gone for sure. Um, okay. Well, I think that, he is, but I think the rest of the team is most likely there. If, if they can gel and even play like a little bit better than they did in the like towards the end after the All Star break with the new coach, yeah. then we're a playoff team. We're like we win. You know, we're a little over five hundred, and we're a six or seven seed, and then maybe we get better after that. I, I, 
I'm excited for I, next year. Here's my guess. Okay, here's my my bold prediction. I think the Wolves are going to make a big trade. Okay. I'm not saying it's one of our three guys, but I think we're going to piece together some stuff. And like we have every draft pick now for the rest of time. We have no draft picks that we owe anyone in any draft. Yeah. Which means that we have our four first round picks and pick swap deal to still do. You know. Like when that's when yeah, people all go all in, do. Yep, that's yep. when they all, when you go all in, you throw players and pick swaps and picks and everything you have at going and getting a guy. And I think we have that move. Well, I'm not saying we're going to pull it this summer, but I think we have that in our pocket. I think Beasley's gone for sure. I think Russell is a maybe, and I think that they're going to go for it here because new ownership's coming in, uncertainty about Rosas' job, uh, window open here, got to try to start winning. I think that they're going to go for it with a move and be really a fun team this offseason. Who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe we're boring and we just bring the same fucking team back and we're the eight seed or something. But I have this feeling the Wolves are going to try, and they're going to try for Simmons, and they're going to try for everyone who's a big name out there. And will we get them? Who knows? But I think we're going to like give it a college go at it. Well. If we make the playoffs, at least we probably won't get eliminated by the Rockets. It's going to be somebody else. <laughs> it will be somebody else. Be the else. Jazz instead. All right. Um, NBA playoffs. Let's just hop into that quick. Um, NBA playoffs have, uh, let's see, the Bucks just won game three. Trey Young got banged up and injured, but he had another great performance. Um, Giannis has absolutely went up a level as well. I know he's a multiple-time all-star MVP kind of guy, um, but he has looked every part of the dominant Greek freak that he actually is. It's kind of crazy because in the previous series, everyone was like, can you build a team around Giannis? Like, is he a playoff guy? It didn't seem like it. Now he's, I think he's read enough headlines about that, that is like, okay, motherfuckers, Mm -hmm. time to show you what I can do. Kind of makes me feel like they might be the favorites to win the thing. I don't know. I, I can't. They should be. I, I guess based what off I, who's left, but I guess what I like about these playoffs is that it's unpredictable. Yeah. Um. I guess what I don't like about the playoffs is how banged up just the teams have gotten. Um, in even, general, even yeah. these final four teams. I mean, the the Bucks are pretty healthy and the Suns are getting healthy, but the Suns have been missing Paul. The Suns have now got um, campaign is injured for them, which sucks. Um, obviously, Kawhi is out, which sucks. Um, Hunter is out. Uh, Bogdanovich is injured. I mean, these teams well, are like just James really... Harden was on one leg, yeah, essentially. It just, it just no, sucks. No Kyrie for the Nets. I, I just wish we could like take a week off and like have everyone come back and like finish this thing with the healthy teams. But um, it is fun that it, it just seems so completely completely random and unpredictable and i don't know if i would want that every year but i think that this year it feels really refreshing that some random team is just going to be hot at the right time of year and they're gonna they're gonna pull it out and that's that's pretty fun i think that actually works in the nba like when you have like an unpredictable season every now and then right because in hockey especially after what we've seen for so many years now in hockey it happens all the time they're like carolina hurricanes their goaltender stopped, you know, 750 out of 780 <laughs> shots in the playoffs. And I think with the NBA, it's sort of like we expect the the healthy Curry, healthy Clay, Kevin Durant to make the the finals. And then, you know, whatever team LeBron is on, if he's in the East or the West, like we expect them to make the finals. Yep. And so when it gets turned on its head, I don't think that's a bad thing for the league. It gives the opportunity for new superstars to emerge, a la Trey Young, a la Devin Booker, um, some wily veterans to to finally, you know, get over that hump, a la Chris Paul. Like, all of these are great, compelling stories for the NBA. Yes. And must be told. Um, if we keep having the same... 
same faces over and over, people eventually get bored. But when you see Trey Young do a little shimmy before a big three, um, knock out team after team after team by the Hawks, like you know, you predicted um, Jimbo the Suns to to make a run, and uh, you you had him beating the Lakers. I don't think you had him going to the Western Conference Finals, but here they are. Maybe. Um, I don't I don't remember what you said. I I know you said beat the Lakers for sure. I, I can't remember when I made my. Uh, Suns in the finals prediction. It was at least three weeks ago. It might have been a little bit after the Lakers yeah. uh, when they beat them. But either way... I thought the Clippers. I remember I was saying Clippers for a while. So, And that was with Anyways. a healthy Kawhi, which it should be. Yes. Like that's, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, I just think it's great for the league to have other guys make the leap, right? When, yeah. you, when you say like playoff pedigree big shot Bob Ori, you know, you like you have these like these the lore of these players that like once they get in the playoffs, like they they reach this next level. We were talking about Giannis, you know, just a few minutes ago. I think this is also even though, you know, Eric, you, you always send us the list of like who are the best guys left? You know, what are the top 25 players left in the playoffs? And with the injuries and stuff like that, this is given the opportunity. This is open the door for other guys to step up and sort of take the mantle. And I think spreading the wealth a little bit more for these NBA superstars superstars to step up to the plate and knock down big shots and have big games and the DeAndre Ayton's, you know, dunking in a, you know, the last three seconds of a game to win it. Like all that stuff is good. It's all positive for the NBA. So I enjoy it. And I think that the NBA, you know, we talked so much about how like the NBA has no parody, right? The same teams win, the same super teams win. Yep. In the, you know, after this little stretch of the, the uh, Warriors mostly beating the Cavs, right? And before that, the Heat being in the finals every year. Yep. Since that, those two things have kind of passed, you have a Warriors title, then a Raptors title, then a Lakers title, and now one of these four teams is going to win. Yeah. Four different teams in four years that are all over the place, and I think that they've kind of fixed that, and I think that building a good team, um, especially with these condensed seasons, has made it so like having good deep teams are more important than having a couple a of A big stars. three, yeah. Because these guys are playing too many games and it's too fast for them to stay healthy long enough. And so the deepest teams are the ones who are going to are gonna do well. And so I think that's what you're seeing here in the playoffs. Or the I teams with the best training staff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, so I think that is that is nice. And then, guys, officially, um, I just want you to say, I, I, I don't think that we should, sports should be rigged. But if the NHL doesn't rig this Stanley Cup final. For the Canadians. For the Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> they're the dumbest league of all time. Because we don't need a back-to-back Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup dynasty. Well, you ask the people in Tampa. They don't care. <laughs> ask the blue hairs. They can't hear you. Can you speak up a little bit? We need... Hockey. No, I'm not worried about hockey. We are officially a Habs Montreal Canadiens podcast. Podcast. Whoop, whoop. We're going all out. The Habitants. I, habitants. I literally went out and habitants. bought myself a Canadian's sweatshirt this week because I am full on bandwagon mode. Can you I'm post a picture in. of you in that to the podcast, oh, please? Oh, yeah, I can't even wait. Okay. I'm all about it. Please. But did I'm you just? Huge... But did you just curse? Did you? Th- did you put the Burtness stink <laughs> on oh, the Montreal no. Canadiens? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. We all know we are 100 percent sure that Tampa is going to win, and actually, the officiating will probably go on Tampa's side of all of this as well. So that yeah. is for sure going to happen. Is Mike Dean uh, refing one of these? Uh, he probably finals is. He probably is. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's what's happening. That's our hockey talk for this week. We'll we'll check back in. I'll post some pictures of myself this week wearing some Habs gear. Um, is we want the Canadians to win because a Canadian team has not won the finals, has not won the Stanley Cup since the Canadians themselves 
one in 1993. That's actually crazy. And I only know that because I loved the greatest video game of all time, NHL 94, and the home screen was the Canadians and the uh, LA Kings, the Gretzky King, and the Canadians won the title that year. It was the last time a Canadian. So that's wild. That's wrong. The NHL. It's like England winning like the Euros or the World Cup. Like the the home of it should be you know every once in a while. Maybe every forty fucking years. I don't know. All right, guys. Finally, Euro. That's what's happening right now. We're getting down to the bitter end. Um, we'll come back next week and talk a little bit more about where we're at with it. Yeah. Um, but your big games this week, um, just to name a couple of Speaking the big of ones, England. Uh, England-Germany is huge. Um, the last time they played each other in a major tournament, uh, former Chelsea great, um, what's his name? Lampard. Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard scored a goal. Don't pretend like you don't know his name. I do. I'm just, sometimes I'm bad with names. Yeah. Lampard scores. teacher. Uh, He's never on. bad with names. Yeah. He knows everybody's name ever. Well, I got He's his last name. He's a Chelsea guy. No, I even called him Chelsea great. Uh, Lampard scores an amazing goal, beats Manuel Neuer, the, the famous German keeper. It bounces in. Everyone can see it on the TV that it's clearly in. They're down two to one at the time. The refs don't call it. There's no VAR, and they lose two to one. There's no goal line technology. Yeah, so they lose that one. Um, This one is at Wembley. There's no excuses. Head should roll if England doesn't win this one. Uh, And Germany's very beatable. Germany's like the worst they've been in like seriously years. They're old and slow (laughs) and terrible. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think that that's probably the big game of this round. Uh, You had a a Cristiano Ronaldo led Portugal team, the defending champions who lost to Belgium, one nothing in another massive game. Um, Croatia, the runner-up in the World Cup last time, taking on Spain, is another good one. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about the Euros uh, next week as we get kind of down to those final eight and final four teams. Uh, but Euros are great. I love it in the summer to always have these games on. It's fantastic. It's it, awesome. It breaks up the... It's every day. The, well, just the fact that there's like not that much sports on. Yeah. When you have like baseball and then you have like a handful of like late NHL or NBA playoff games. And you got I love it. You got Euros on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And then every night, pretty much, you got an NBA playoff game. I love it. I it's been a lot of fun. It's been some dude, the screencast is suffering a little bit. Yeah. We love sports and we (laughs) don't care who knows. Exactly. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week. Check out our previous episode. We did Summer of Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. We did uh, Steamer or Streamer. Why do I keep saying it that way? Uh, On Infinite, the big new Mark Wahlberg movie. And uh, we talked all about Loki. We talked about uh, Dave, all kinds of things. So go check that out. Great episode. But until next time, thank you guys for listening to the Nordies Podcast. 